0: This episode of Bike Club is brought to you by Core 3 Group. Before we tell you what Core 3 Group is, let's talk about what they are not. Core 3 Group is not a large marketing and branding firm. They're not caught up in layers of people and expensive marketing solutions. They do not push opinions to their clients that don't align with the marketing planning they develop. Core 3 Group is a right-sized marketing and branding consultancy focused on personal attention and growing your businesses. Working with startups to well established businesses, they are knowledgeable, they listen, and they are responsive. Core 3 Group develops marketing plans and solutions that fit your goals, your scope, and your budget. Dynamic websites, social campaigns, design, creative writing, and product staging are all things that Core 3 Group can do for your business. If you're ready to grow your business, rebrand with a business facelift, or attract and retain clients, it's time to contact Core 3 Group. Core 3 Group, where everything about your business matters. To learn more, visit www.core3group.com.
1: Welcome back, Bike Club listeners. My name is Antonio Fabraro, and I'm the founder and CEO of AdTap LLC, and today's host of the Bike Club podcast. On today's episode, I want to talk to everyone about some of the hardships we see with the startup companies we work with, specifically around getting apps onto the App Store, and then additionally, some of the hardships that we kind of see coming down the line with some of the, the new technologies around artificial intelligence. I know artificial intelligence is a really hot topic right now, and that's great. It's, you know, from a technical standpoint, it's a really awesome feat of human human advancement and technological advancement. However, we do have some concerns around them and we want to kind of share those with, with our listeners because I think a lot of startup companies are going to start spinning up around um, different artificial intelligence and we want to kind of make our listeners aware of some of the things that we believe in our opinion and kind of what we've seen happening in the world today that might affect that. Um, so with that, we'll get right into it. So... To highlight one of the first kind of hardships that we see a lot of our startup company clients run into is battling Apple. And believe me, I'm a huge Apple fan. I have all Mac products. I have all, I have iPhones, I have iPad, I have have iPads I use on a regular basis for work and for leisure. However, I do have some, sometimes an issue with Apple because it's a lot of an uphill battle. Working with them and trying to get their get people's apps onto the store and the best way to explain that is that what people don't realize about Apple is that their store is private, very much like Google's uh, Google Play Store as well they're all they're the private stores meaning that Apple and Google are have the full right to essentially accept or decline apps and you know as a business owner I, I can understand that however the issue i have with it is that the apple app store and the google play store is really the only way that people can get apps onto those devices so the best way i can explain the issue that we see is with you know kind of an example we had a client a startup company come to us and they had a, a idea for a mobile game and one of the issues that was kind of highlighted around this mobile game when we were submitting, was that it came off as being too similar to other apps. And if you actually look through Apple's terms of service, you'll see that this is in their terms of service when applying to put an app onto the store. And so I can understand from the legal side of things as to why they might reject an app that comes off as being, you know, too similar to other apps, you know they don't want to have an app store that's saturated with the same type of app. However, my personal issue with that is that I think that's uh, a monopoly. The best example I can give in, like as an as a counter argument to this, is imagine if I wanted to open up a coffee shop, and the government stepped in and told me that, "Hey, we're not going to let you open up or launch this coffee shop because there's too many other." coffee shops in the United States. I mean how that's to me that's a monopoly and it's not letting people compete in a fair market. And so one might say well, you know, that makes sense but you don't have to put the, you know, the app on the app store. The issue with that is that there's no other way currently to have an app put on the app store without going through or I'm sorry, there's no other way currently to have an app be put onto a Apple device or like or an Apple mobile device, without going through the Apple App Store. So if they have the full power to reject what apps are on the store, for whatever reason it may be, they have a lot of control and a lot of power over what apps can be displayed on iPhones or Apple mobile devices. And so you, you can imagine that's an issue. Whereas, imagine for example you know, um, you were, you were, you were making a a website and you're going to sell an online product. And for whatever reason, GoDaddy, which is a hosting service decided to say, Hey, you know what? We, we don't want to have, we don't want to host your, your, your e-commerce site. That might be frustrating, but there's about hundreds of other different hosting companies that will host your, your your e-commerce site on the World Wide Web. The issue is that if you're trying to reach Apple product users or iPhone users, there's only one way to get your app onto the store. And so for Apple to have that much power is ex- extremely re- restrictive and, and, in my opinion, doesn't allow for a fair market. And I think that that's something that needs to change. And it's a really big frustration that I that I, I, I face at my job and helping our clients. Um, obviously there's, you know, there's arguments on both sides, but I I do believe that if Apple is, you know, Apple is one of the most popular mobile devices in the United States. And so if we don't, if, if we start letting them control what apps or softwares can be on those mobile devices, you're giving them way too much control and you're not allowing for, businesses to compete. My other issue around this is that Apple, while they are very, very concerned about their privacy, of users' privacy, which I agree with. I I think they actually do, and I applaud them. They do an amazing job on protecting users' privacy. The regulations and kind of the terms that they have in place for the app stores around privacy and privacy laws that, that apps that are submitted must adhere to while they're a good thing, I think where they kind of don't take into consideration is the smaller businesses or the startup companies who don't necessarily have the funds or the resources to do those types of regulations. Um, and I also think that that's not just an Apple thing. I think that's kind of the U.S. government as a whole around you know kind of the laws and regulations they put on. Um, for example, you know the the GDPR laws um, you know, in the United States where you know, around users' privacy and their right to their data, and things like COPA laws that protect you know minors on the internet and on mobile devices. Th- these are all great things. You know, I, I don't, I'm not, I don't want to give the opinion that they're not good things. My issue is that I don't think that there's a serious discussion around how smaller businesses who don't have the f- the funds and the resources to implement processes within their software to adhere to these regulations and how that affects them. You know, you can, it can be very hard for these smaller businesses and these startups to compete with the larger corporations because they don't have the, the money or the funds to adhere to these regulations. And so now you're kind of limiting the pool, in my opinion, of, of startup companies or software companies that can get, that can compete in a fair market. So, Again, I'm not saying that these regulations are a bad thing. I'm just saying that we should have a serious discussion around how these affect smaller businesses and their, their and smaller businesses' ability to kind of adhere to those regulations. Hey guys, sorry for this ad, but this is the ad to end all ads because we are now on Patreon. Click the link in the description below to join and become a part of our community. More information will be announced this month. We are very excited on what's to come for our patrons. Now, back to the podcast. So that's another thing that I want to like to share to our listeners and maybe our future clients that might come to us so they have an understanding of like, hey, you know, there are things in roadblocks that are unforeseen. And so we want to kind of highlight some of the roadblocks that we've seen with our past experiences for other startup companies and how that might kind of help them move forward. But, you know, with all that being said, again, this is not to discourage anyone from creating a tech startup or a software startup or to discourage anyone from submitting their apps to the Apple App Store. Uh, you know, I wanna be very clear that a lot of the regulations or the, you know, the, the terms of services that Apple lays out are beneficial to developers and the end users. Um, you know, there there are things that Apple does that ensures the safety of the users and the privacy of the users, which I applaud them for. Again, my only concern is that I don't think that some of the regulations, not only by Apple, but by the US government are fair to the smaller businesses. I think a lot of these regulations and these rules that are being put into place are put into place by lawmakers who are considering the larger corporations who have the money and resources to do these types of um, implementations to follow these different regulations, whereas small businesses don't have that same luxury. And so that kind of brings me up to my second big topic for today, and that's the talk around artificial intelligence. Now, as you all know, that's a really hot topic right now, and rightfully so there's all kinds of things like ChatGTP, as well as, you know, people don't really talk as much about IBM's Watson, but that's also in my opinion, an artificially intelligent uh, software product or technology. And I do see a lot of really, really cool things coming out of this artificially, or at least this AI technology. Um, and it's, it's, it's honestly inspiring. And it's actually some of, some of the stuff we've seen is kind of crazy However, I just want to highlight some things that we at ATSIP have seen that kind of concern me a little bit. One, I I see that lawmakers are starting to regulate a lot of these things, or at least start to have the conversation around regulating these things. And so that begs the question around, you know, when these things, when they do start regulating them, these startup companies that exist now, what's going to happen with them? you know, or new startup companies coming in with new artificial artificial intelligence ideas? How's it, How are these regulations that are inevitably going to, going to come up? How are they going to affect these businesses? My other big concern is that a lot of these startup companies that we see kind of popping up, they're all using other frameworks as their backend. You know, like ChatGTP has other spinoff softwares, apps, whatever you want to call them, kind of focused around... Uh, the chat GTP framework. And so my biggest question is, which I don't think is really outlined in laws or regulations, is who really owns this software? So, you know, the example that I've been giving to some of our prospective clients is, let's say that we, you know, this startup company comes about and their whole objective is to write blogs for tech startup companies. And this artificially intelligent um, bot is writing these blogs and posting them on the internet on their website. Who really owns that? Is it the company that enlisted the, um, you know, the AI bot to write those blogs, or is it the company who created the AI bot, or is it the framework of that AI um, that owns the rights to that blog or article? And so that's my biggest question. Is I don't think there's a lot of transparency around those things. Um, likewise, I, I'm very concerned around or about the sort of um, integrity behind these AI bots um, or these artificially intelligent systems. I don't think lot I think a lot of people are typing in questions to chat or to these other uh, software systems and just the answers that are giving back, they're taking that at face value and not considering that this actually might be, the wrong answer or like, you know, or who's fact checking this. And I think that's a slippery slope. And so this is not to discourage people from creating new companies or software products that are, that involve or built or are built around artificial intelligence. My concern in expressing this opinion is that, so people are aware that it's not, you know, it's not a perfect science yet. Um, we don't know where the future is going to go. So, you know, that's, I don't want to discourage innovation and I think people should go for it. But again, my, my idea about bringing these topics up is to kind of express the current situations that we see and how they affect um, our current startup companies that clients that we work with and then future clients that might come in the door. So like always, if you have any questions comments or concerns, feel free to leave a comment comments in the comment section below or to reach out to us. We're always happy to answer questions. And also, please let us know some other topics you would like us to talk about. And, you know, we have a, a plethora of experience and information that we've learned over the past couple of years working with startup companies and the tech industry and the software industry. So startups, entrepreneurs and that are interested in software development and the software industry, please share your concerns, leave some comments, and tell us what you would like to hear. What knowledge could we share with you that would help you become a better entrepreneur in the software industry and help make your experience taking that leap into an entrepreneur in the software industry as easy as possible? We're here to help. And like always, thanks for listening and let's build together.